0: welcome to taking the hill the bi-monthly podcast that brings you up to speed on the latest federal and state legislation that impacts the automotive service industry this podcast is brought to you by the automotive service association and features bob redding asa washington representative reporting on the asa advocacy efforts on behalf of independent mechanical and collision repair shops nationwide i'm your host tony malla And this special podcast is just one of the many member benefits the Automotive Service Association provides to keep you on top of the latest information you need to know to help drive your success. We have with us today ASA's Washington representative, Bob Redding. Hey, Bob, thanks for joining the show. Thanks,
1: Tony. I hope you're doing well.
0: Doing very well. Thanks for that. And as I said, this is the first of a new series of updates for ASA members to keep you appraised of exactly how ASA is working on your behalf on Capitol Hill and in Washington, D.C. So without further ado, let's get into the update for this session. Bob, I know you and I have been talking a lot, and the industry's been talking a lot, about data access And I know ASA has spent a lot of time involved in that. What is the latest going on in the data access arena?
1: ASA is a member of several different data access and cybersecurity coalitions involving all segments of the automotive industry. I know most Americans think that the only thing going on in Washington right now is the impeachment process. That's not the case. We're still meeting and having discussions about data access and a path forward as far as vehicle data access. Privacy bills, data access legislation, multiple areas related to vehicle data access and cybersecurity are being discussed and worked on as we speak. So I think that's important to remember that when all of the impeachment process concludes that Congress hopefully will get right back down to areas of interest for automotive repairs and in our industry. Tony, recently we were in Boston, Massachusetts for a hearing on Right to Repair. Our president, Ray Fisher, and one of our associate members, Kevin DeVito, and Kevin is president of Mobile Auto Solutions and has been a participant at our telematics and technology forum, and the one we had in Troy, Michigan last fall, testified about the legislation. We also had the vice president of NASARA, automotive repair group based in Massachusetts and discussed where we are today relative to service information, access to much of this new vehicle data that uh, has been talked so much about in the industry and that we're we've been involved in with some time. And the effort in Massachusetts is to the legislative effort is to update the current right to repair law. Parallel with that is a uh, ballot initiative, a referendum that will go on the ballot in the state of Massachusetts. this coming November, for voters to decide. But our testimony revolved around the state of information access, data access for today's repairer. And President uh, Ray Fisher walked through that. Kevin explained that uh, data is available now, but the exception he used was uh, the problems we have in, with Tesla in getting uh, access to data. But our concern was about a path forward. And Ray Fisher went through those items, uh, Kevin, in addition, Kevin did with the advanced technologies and uh, ASA's interest in working with the automakers and the aftermarket, in finding that path forward, hopefully an industry solution that will assure vehicle repairs can repair their customers' cars. Uh, If not, certainly a legislative solution would be uh, an option if there is not an industry path forward.
0: We'll definitely have to keep a close eye on that. I know that's extremely important to our members and the industry at large. Information is king, after all, and having access to data, I think, is uh, part and parcel of what you need to service modern vehicles.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I know the Department of Transportation has been involved in quite a bit about this. What recent updates do you have about U.S. DOT actions?
1: Well, as you know, Tony, the Obama administration issued guidelines for how states and municipalities were to play or interact with the federal government on vehicle safety. The Trump administration followed with two additional sets of guidelines relative to these new vehicle technologies. Well, this past week, the Secretary of Department of Transportation, Secretary Chao, announced in Las Vegas at the uh, Consumer Electronics Show a new set of guidelines for ensuring American leadership automated vehicle technologies, and they're calling it Automated Vehicles 4.0. That uh, focus of this particular set of guidelines were prioritizing safety and security, cybersecurity, promoting uh, new technologies innovation, and ensuring a consistent regulatory approach. Now these guidelines are great, but states continue to offer their own sets of rules about research and implementation of these new vehicle technologies. In addition, there's yet to be a federal set of guidelines or laws or proposed regulations on data access, vehicle data access, which for us is repairs that unless that's addressed, privacy issue, the autonomous vehicle issue or legislation, none of that is cured unless it includes some type of a a data access agreement, path forward, or language. So even though that's out and great, we still have not resolved the biggest issue for the automotive repair industry. In addition, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration issued some guidelines relative to collecting data on autonomous vehicles, and on ADOS systems, and this data would be used in analytics for evaluating what safety systems work and at what level. They've done this with automated braking systems, for example, and determined uh, lives saved crashes avoid, and this kind of thing. So that uh, partnership for analytics research in traffic safety uh, is part of their what they call parts program, working with auto manufacturers, grabbing that data to evaluate these systems. It was another announcement from DOT.
0: One of your key responsibilities is to keep an eye on what bills are coming up in Congress. I know there's thousands of them introduced every year, but can you run down what we're uh, keeping an eye on, the recent bill introductions uh, in Congress? Yes.
1: We uh, continue to see a, a number of electric vehicle bills introduced, many of them putting large sums of money into implementation of electric vehicle networks, for example. And recently, uh, Congressman Bobby Rush of Illinois introduced a bill called the uh, New Opportunities to Expand Healthy Air Using Sustainable Transportation Act, which the acronym for this is NO EXHAUST. So. A lot of these are clever. As you know, Minority Leader Schumer in the U.S. Senate had proposed legislation that put uh, tens of billions of dollars into moving to an all or almost all-electric system. So these bills continue to be introduced. We're watching them and making sure that if any of these bills do pass, that there is a consideration for the kinds of needs that our industry would have relative to training and Again, access to information. In addition, we had another bill introduced in the Senate that encourages the administrator of uh, the Small Business Administration to become focused on cybersecurity and small business. Senator Marco Rubio from Florida, who's chairman of the Small Business Committee, had introduced previous legislation that required small business development centers, which are in all 50 states, many of them located in the larger cities or on university campuses to be involved in the evaluation and training and education of small businesses like auto repair shops in the cyber area and what to watch for, how to structure your shop and your technologies in your shop to uh, protect against things that would be a negative relative to uh, the cyber areas. So those kind of bills that uh, we're watching for right now, in addition to a lot of activity on privacy. Our Role at ASA is also to keep up with what's going on in the states. And we've had a lot of activity at the state level in this first quarter.
0: Talking about states, we had a bill in New Hampshire that got vetoed by Governor Sununu last year, right? The OEM repair procedures legislation. Whatever happened to that?
1: Well, it passed Uh, the legislature, went to the governor for signature, and exactly right. He uh, vetoed the bill. ASA and other groups fought to override the veto and uh, it fell by seven votes, so we were just a little short. So we have a new bill introduced in New Hampshire, and the first hearing on the bill is scheduled for this coming Tuesday afternoon. Encouraging our New Hampshire members and other repairers there to go to the hearing or send in a note via our Taking the Hill website, which you'll be able to go to the website and send a letter to your legislator in New Hampshire supporting the legislation. It uh, is a little different than what passed the legislature last time. It's a good bill, and uh, we support it, and we want to make another run at it. We want the bill to pass. So New Hampshire's going to go one more time, and hopefully it'll go all the way.
0: Well, it's great, and I know two other big topics we talk about a lot. Uh, One is vehicle safety inspections. I'll get to that in a minute, but I know there's been some activity on the emissions front, I think in Pennsylvania. What's going on there?
1: Well, we had a, a series of bills that passed the state senate last year all in an effort to eliminate or almost eliminate the Pennsylvania state emissions inspection and Main- maintenance program and they rammed them through in a short period of time and it was a concerted effort it worked it got out of the senate went to the house the bill did not have any kind of uh, significant stakeholder input and in Pennsylvania the stakeholder input for this are automotive repairers and consumers people that breathe air in the state of Pennsylvania. Well, thankfully, cooler heads prevailed in the state house, and they took up one of the bills, Senate Bill 742. But what they recognized on his face was a blatant, not thoughtful initiative that would have excluded the first eight years of a vehicle's life from any kind of emissions test, that that would not work. That was not smart. And after taking A a stateholder survey, informal stateholder survey, listening to their constituents, listening consumers, they opted for a study evaluating the emissions program in Pennsylvania to to determine its contribution to clean air. This will give our auto repair members in Pennsylvania an opportunity to give input as well as uh, Pennsylvania citizens. Tony, I want to say something here, and I think this is important to note like other issues in other states and at the federal level, including legislative and regulatory. This was a moment when Pennsylvania ASA members stood up and said, we're not going to let this happen. They contacted their state reps. They contacted uh, other shops, and they let their voices be heard. And I know many times when you're working all day and you see these kind of things come across your computer or your desk, you think, well, you know, there's not a lot I can do about this. But their voices were heard, and the state house said, we're not going to do this. My people don't support it. And they stopped it. And I think when you're too busy to go to meetings, too busy to read a lot about what's going on, keep up with things, that one thing you can do, you can join an association, you can look at your emails, and uh, when you're asked to engage if nothing more than putting in your zip code and sending a a letter to your legislator in opposition or in support of a bill. That's something that's not very hard and doesn't take much time, and it works.
0: Yeah, it really does. Well, we have to speak with a collective voice, and I think, as you mentioned, associations are a great way to do that, particularly ASA, which is the only national association that does have presence in Washington, D.C. I know we've only got a couple minutes left, but I do want to hit the safety inspection issue. It's been a big focus of ASA support over the years. And right now, I know in Virginia, Governor Northam uh, really believes the motor vehicle safety inspection program is an unnecessary expense for Virginians and doesn't actually improve road safety. Where are we with that? Well, it's
1: very sad and shocking. We have a Democratic governor, and I am a Virginia citizen. I've lived in Virginia 30-something years, right outside of Washington, D.C. This is a Democratic governor with a new Democratic House and Senate, and for some reason has convinced himself that vehicle safety inspection programs don't make a contribution, and compares that to this, that we have 15 states, including Virginia, that have programs. The other 35 don't. They must know something that's right that we don't know. So let's kill our program. And reference, I've been told that uh, go back to a time when Americans would just repair their cars in their driveway. Well, I'm I'm telling you, that time's long past. What we were talking about earlier with that access, these vehicles are very sophisticated and are going to get much more sophisticated in the near term, not just the long term, in the near term. Somebody's got to look at them. And anybody taking rideshare lately or a taxi in any, any area, they know the quality and safety items on that vehicle. It's hit and miss whether they've been reviewed and considered and repaired in many cases if you're not in a state that has a, a vehicle inspection program. So ASA, with others, is conducting a, a grassroots campaign with Virginia members to contact their legislators to oppose these bills. We've got some good coalition partners in Virginia. Virginia Automobile uh, Dealers Association, Auto Care is involved, and others. You know, our goal is to stop these bills. They're wrong. And uh, it's disappointing that people don't look at the research, if nothing else. Common sense should tell you these bills are bad and the program's good. But important to note, the University of Texas, at the uh, urging of the Texas legislature, recently did a study that correlated these programs in preventing accidents, injuries, and deaths. Similar message that we saw in the PennDOT study 10 years ago and uh, other studies. Missouri State Patrol for many years did annual studies and they showed the same thing. These programs work, they're effective. The problem with frequent data is that the kind of information you need about maintenance issues that cause accidents is not readily available. Many jurisdictions don't collect this data unless there's been an injury or death. NHTSA doesn't release this data, so the information is not readily available. Texas is the most recent comprehensive study that we have, and it is very clear in its message that these programs are effective in preventing accidents. They're good programs. We're working in coalitions in other states to try and and get some programs, so uh,
0: we want to save it. Well, before we go, the members out there who are in West Virginia, New Jersey, Maryland, Oklahoma, and Hawaii, keep an eye out for those reports and, and alerts from ASA because those states all have vehicle safety inspection bills or emission inspection program bills that we're going to be looking for your support on and make sure that we preserve those inspection programs that we have. Bob, again, this was a great first start for taking the hill. I hope to talk to you again real soon with the next update.
1: Thanks so much, Tony, and we will continue uh, trying to take the hill.
0: Have a great day. You too, bye-bye. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoyed this special Taking the Hill podcast and would like to hear more, we'll have a new one every other month along with breaking legislative news. You can hear them by logging on to your ASA member account. If you're not currently an ASA member and are listening to this podcast, we invite you to become part of the ASA family. For everything you need to become an ASA member, just visit our website, at www.asashop.org. That's A-S-A-S-H-O-P dot O-R-G. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.